Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Something different this morning. No biker news or any of that kind of stuff today. I want to talk about my favorite subject, and that's motorcycles, and hopefully it's your favorite subject as well. I wanted to know, I really did, how Harley became an iconic brand that is often right aside freedom, independence, passion, how did it become that? How did it become associated with them three things? 119 years as of uh, 2022, if my math's right, because my English is usually not right. So hopefully the math is. 119 years ago, a company basically started with what we see today. You see those little V-twin 80ccs on these little bicycles? That's how they started. That's basically what they were. And it was just a couple guys, Arthur Davidson, Walter Davidson, and William Harley, that made this company into what it is today. I often wonder back then if they knew just how big their company would get as far as brand recognition, as far as the trust a lot of writers put into the brand, and what it meant to a whole subculture altogether. They probably didn't start out thinking that was what's going to go on. They probably wanted to build a good product because Indian was already out there out of Massachusetts. and. They wanted to compete. It was a business. When you think of Harley, the first thing that comes to everyone's mind when you talk about it has to be the engine, the rumble, the growl. Hell, that's why uh, Harley Davidson wanted to uh, trademark that sound. Because let's face it. All the other manufacturers have tried to copy Harley with the V-Twin style. Hell, you don't even know if you're back, you know, a few thousand feet. If you look at a bike, if it's a Harley or not, unless you see, you know, the horn placements and stuff and the style of the engine fins. But it's become so much entrenched in the American psyche that it is a special type of product. It really is. It has become that badge of freedom that all bikers talk about. How did it get that way? After World War II, it wasn't like everybody was saying you needed a Harley to be a biker. 
No, they were riding around all on these Allied, you know, Allied from World War II motorcycles. Royal Enfields, Triumphs, hell. In England, you had the cafe racer scene with Triumphs and all the British bikes. When it come back to the States, though, I'd have to say the cost back then was very reliable as far as not paying an arm and a leg, if you know what I mean. Where today it's a lot harder, but with it being a lot higher, does that give you more prestige in the biker community? Because you got to admit, the first thing anybody asks, tell me if I'm wrong, the first thing they always ask is what kind of bike you have. And if you say something other than Harley, you can tell that with the different facial expressions what they're thinking. Oh, you don't got a Harley? Well, you know, it just costs a house mortgage nowadays. <laughs> okay? But in the day where you actually had to have a toolkit to work on the damn thing, it wasn't so expensive. You know, you go back to the shovel heads, iron heads. You had to work on them damn bikes. And you had to work on them a lot. So, of course, they weren't as popular then and they are now. I don't think it was, what, until the Evo came out that they really started getting popular with everybody as a whole. Now, the old scooter tramps, they'd ride them. They didn't care about working on it. Dirty, greasy bikers, is that's where it came from, because they were always working on their bikes. But when the Evo came along, they got more reliable and opened the scene up a lot more. And then the later editions, twin cams, all that kind of stuff, it was out the gates. I think the Evo has to be the point in time where Harley-Davidson really took off to the masses. and they caught on to what it was to just jump on a bike, go where you want to go, go wherever the asphalt was, dirt roads, wherever, it lets you just go. It was a whole different experience than jumping in a car. Is Harley a big, bold statement? I'd have to say, yeah. I'd have to say, yeah. No matter how many bikes I had, and I've had a lot of them, I've always had a Harley in that garage. Always. Even though I have a Boulevard and a Harley, I ride my Boulevard a lot more, I guess, but I still have to have that Harley in the garage. Because it was a part of who I am. It is a part of who I am. And I remember what it brought to me when I first jumped on one. Like I said, the engine, the ride, uh, people turning their heads when you rode by with them pipes blaring, man. 
how you got noticed. And I'm sure you get that feeling as well if you just got your first Harley. It's something amazing that you really can't put into words. It's kind of like a decision that reveals who you are. It really does. It tells the world, hey, I'm living life on my own terms. I'm doing what I need to do to be happy in my life. And it doesn't matter what you think. That has to be one trait of a serious biker. Now, a lot of people can call himself biker, whatever, you'd have that debate. But a serious biker believes 100% doing it the way they want to do. They don't want anybody telling them what's up. They're not going to sit there and take BS, any of that crap. No. They're going to do it their own way. Kind of like Frank Sinatra, baby. And that machine embodies that attitude. You have to admit it does. Even if you don't ride a Harley, you have to admit that's what that bike says. Doing it my way. We don't care what you think. If you say otherwise, I don't know what the hell is wrong. And it's that machine. That machine that has brought so many like-minded individuals together. Alpha males, if you will. Keep the politics out of the clubs, but at a lot of club stuff, they're centered around the motorcycle. And most clubs are centered around a Harley. Now, I have to say, Indians becoming real popular now. They got to get their dealer network together. If they do that, then maybe, just maybe, they'll start building out a dedicated fan base like Harley Davidson has. But until then, you're always going to have that community that is based around that motorcycle. Come on. What other brand in the world? What other brand in the world gets millions upon millions upon millions of dollars of free advertising each year? That could mean the tattoos people get the t-shirts they wear. You know what I mean. That's how loyal a lot of bikers are to Harley-Davidson, even though we might not like the company, but we like the product. Now, it's been harder and harder to support Harley-Davidson the last few years because of management stuff. We also have to remember that it is a business and they got to do what they got to do to make money for their shareholders. At the same time, though, we, uh, we expect 
the company to try to replace some of that loyalty that we showed them. Again, millions upon millions of dollars each year they get in free advertising. They are the most well-known brand in the world as far as motorcycling is concerned. 50%, 50% of the big bike market has a Harley-Davidson bar and shield on it. They are struggling with the lower CC stuff, as you can see with the different type of uh, innovations they're trying to come out. One thing they should have left alone was that damn Sporty, okay? The new Sporty doesn't do it for me, but hey, that bike isn't marketed towards my age. It's more marketed towards the younger crowd. It's a hybrid. It's like a V-Rod had sex with the Sportster, okay? So they're trying to innovate to the change in times, and us older guys might not like it, but hey, they got to do what they got to do. Man, I didn't even notice that right there. I have to move that crab over. There we go. Got my uh, Harley, or <laughs> my logo out there is all messed up, but anyway. Anyway. The future of Harley, a couple years, didn't look so bright. But I think that Al Bundy, the shoes, uh, shoe salesman, he's done a pretty good job. He's actually got it to where, I guarantee in a couple years, they'll have waiting lists. Because that's what happened in 94. They took off bikes off the showroom floor, up their price, and got the waiting list going. They hyped it. And I think that's what they're doing now because they're pulling inventory and stuff from the dealerships. They're constricting or condensing the dealership network now. Which, hey, might be a good uh, decision, but they're going to have to keep up technology-wise because that's what people want. They don't want to have to carry a freaking bunch of tools and break down at, on the side of the road fixing their bike. Those days are gone. Everybody wants to be able to just ride and go. Oh, it broke down. Okay, well, let's plug it in and see what's wrong with it. And one thing about that is, that kind of stinks, man. Even though you were mad that it broke down, you were still like, this is awesome sitting in the garage, working on the bike, talking crap with your friends. It's not like that much anymore. And maybe that it's, that's affected brotherhood in a way. Sure, you got guys that still love building bikes. But when it was, let's get off on a run, pull into the garage because you had something shake loose and you got oil all over the place. And you just sit there, have a beer, and all that good stuff. That's missed. Why do you think Harley's become so iconic? It'd be very interesting to hear your comments on this.
Why do you think Harley's become so iconic? And it's always been attached with freedom, passion, the eagle. Nothing says freedom more than an eagle, baby. So let me know your guys' thought. I'm going to go to the second half of the show right now with China now. Man, we've been having some serious topics lately over on the, the second half of Motorcycle Madhouse. Boy, have we. We'll be right back after this music break.
things off with the streaming rock and roll. Always on finding the magic of the songs you grew up with. Only here, the exclusive sound of WMMR DB Rockford. Well, that was the biggest gremlin I ever seen. That never happened before. Aw, what happened? The premiere didn't go. I'm sitting here, everybody else is sitting there like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, well, you published it, so it's there. Yeah, I had to publish it because it wouldn't come off a premiere. It said it was premiering, but it wasn't. The fuck is with YouTube? Fucking YouTube. (laughs) They're trying to censor you before your show started. I didn't say anything bad in the video. Hey, well, you know. It's YouTube. That pisses me off. What are you going to That do? was a damn good episode. That's aight. How you doing this morning? I'm tired. You tired? Yeah. It was hard at work last night. I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah, I know. I had a feeling. I shouldn't have brought up what I was brought up. And what was that? What we were going to discuss this morning. Yeah, I'm like... I'm at... I'm so screwed up with what we're going to talk about yeah this morning yeah and that is the murder of a 10-year-old Elena Peters yeah 10 years old mm-hmm. and this was in Chippewa Falls Wisconsin Wisconsin yes and the murder occurred and was perpetrated by a 14-year-old teenager. Yeah. 14 years old. Yep, who is right now being in custody. He's being held in custody in a juvenile facility on a million-dollar bond. Which I don't think is enough. No. Because all the parents have to do is set up $100,000 for it. Well, they haven't. They ain't listening to the kid's name. No, they're not listing his name because he's a minor. And they're also not listing um, any photos of him also because he's a minor. But But they have him in adult court, so I don't understand why they're not releasing the name. Yeah, as of right now, he's being tried as an adult. And why? Because he's being charged with first-degree intentional homicide and two counts of sexual assault. Really? With your phone? I just threw the fuck <laughs> He essentially strangled her and hit her with a stick. Then he sexually assaulted her. Yeah. So as for right now, like I said, he's in adult court and could be moved to juvenile court. How could he be moved to juvenile court with something like this? I don't know, but you know how the attorneys are. Uh-huh. It's kind of sickening. It is. Yeah. It really is. So, given in the statements that this per, this child gave to law enforcement, he said that he intended to rape and kill the victim. Right off the bat, he just told the cops that. Yeah. His next court date's May 5th. I don't know if it's because she was 10 years old. Our granddaughter's 9. But I don't know why it bugged me all damn night. Mm. And our son 
really explain the hell out of this. Yeah, let me grab my phone for that one because he won't come on air, so he... uh, But he made a great analogy of this whole thing going on. He messaged me what his his analogy is of this because our kid's pretty smart, and he's like me. He watches all these shows, like, yeah, law shows and murder shows. So our son says... The unnamed 14-year-old that assaulted the 10-year-old has already been shown to have no regard for the girl's life. Judging by the fact that he planned out her rape and murder at a young age, this could point towards him having antisocial personality disorder, which means that he had no lack of consideration or any consideration at all for anything or anyone. It has also been defined that any type of conduct that violates the basic rights of another person, that person being the little girl who he assaulted, looking at it from another angle, there. Looking at it from another angle, uh, more should be put into looking at the parents, as he could have been molested when he was younger. Do you agree with that? I'm not done. Going back to the antisocial personality disorder, he knew the person he assaulted. They were family friends, which means he would have been trusted by the girl and he used the trust to get what he wanted. Very well said, I think. Very and, well said. And that said. was from our son. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's affected him as well. Yeah, he said it's disgusting. I mean, for, for... We sat and talked about it for an hour last night and he was in there and mm-hmm. it affected him. For a 14-year-old who is an 8th grader in wisconsin he um supposedly has been planning was planning this for quite some time and they are family friends Mm -hmm. so the families know each other didn't they know what the hell was going on the way he was looking at her or whatever i mean i don't know i told you earlier i said parents a lot of parents don't pay attention that's what the freaking tv the phones the uh, computer, the all that shit, you know? That's their babysitters nowadays. I want to play this real quick to give everybody uh, a little bit more knowledge of what we're talking about. All right. Oh, wait a second. That was uh, fucked up. That wasn't supposed to be it. Let's see here. I wanted the actual news report on this. It's not showing, though. What the fuck is going on? Anyway, let's keep on going. And You're I'll, having technical uh, yeah. difficulties. You know what the fuck is with these gremlins this morning? <laughs> really? So, right now, he's, like I said, he's being charged with first-degree intentional homicide, first-degree sexual assault of a child, resulting in bodily harm, which are both two Class A felonies and carry maximum penalties of life in prison. He's also charged with... First-degree sexual assault, which is Class B felony, which carries a maximum penalty of 40 years in prison and 20 years of extended supervision. Right. Yeah, keep on going. I'm going to try to find All three of these charges require that that he intended to do something. You went into the situation. He went into it with intent. Here we go. Okay. This is a serious charge, and because of serious charges, there are serious consequences, which gives a greater incentive for individuals not to want to return to court when they are facing those charges. The judge set a $1 million cash bond for the 14-year-old male suspect in the Chippewa Falls homicide case. 
He faces three charges in connection to the death of 10-year-old Lily Peters. The eighth grader is charged with first-degree intentional homicide, sexual assault, and sexual assault of a child younger than 13. WEAU's Maria Blau is live at the Chippewa County Courthouse with details from today's court hearing. Danielle, earlier today we learned new details in the death of Lily Peters. A 14-year-old is facing charges in adult court for what the district attorney says was an intentional act. In a Chippewa County courtroom Wednesday, District Attorney Wade Newell described for the first time what law enforcement officers say happened to Ileana Lily Peters in that wooded area between North Grove Street and the Liney Lodge parking lot. When he did get off of the trail, punched the, the victim in the stomach, knocked her to the ground, essentially strangled her. Newell says this is part of what the 14-year-old suspect told investigators. According to Newell, the teen also said raping and killing Lily was his plan from the moment he left the house with her and started going down the trail. It's because of these actions, which Newell calls intentional, that he asked for a $1 million cash bond. The suspect's lawyers asked for a $100,000 cash bond, saying he's not a flight risk. He cannot drive. Uh, he is not uh, in a position to raise uh, much money, uh, frankly, uh, at all on his own. While considering bond, Judge Benjamin Lane said he had to consider public safety. The information that was uh, disclosed uh, by the district attorney shows that this was a serious threat uh, to uh, the community and so the court is concerned that um, this could be a further threat if, uh, if the individual was no longer uh, in custody. The judge also said he was concerned the suspect is a flight risk due to the severity of the charges he faces. Those include intentional homicide, sexual assault, and sexual assault of a child younger than 13. Two of those charges come with the possibility of life in prison. If the suspect does post bail, he is not allowed to have contact with any juveniles. He's expected back in court on May 5th. That hearing is to determine who his, de his defense will be moving forward. Lock there you go right there. And they also have made it where he will not be in the courtroom. He will be going through via video. Via video. Yeah. They, I, they, they I, do not want to have to bother transporting him to court because of the case itself. The case itself. Yeah. They We're going to have a bunch of people that are going to say, well, he was 14 years old. He didn't know what he was doing. He knew because he straight out told them that he planned it. I have to say we have become numb to these kind of incidences that happen around the country, haven't we? Because we see it so much. It's happening more and more. And it's it's sad. Because it's like I, I went through about five or six different articles and, and none of the articles about this case did it mention the parents. Not one. Not one out of the five articles that I went through. Well, that's what I was asking. Absolutely. Once they know something is wrong? Absolutely nothing about the parents, which, okay, um, where the fuck were they? Right. Why are they not keeping an eye on their kid? I mean, I get it. He's 14. Oh, he's 14. He's a teenager. 
I don't give a shit. My son's 18. I always know where the fuck he is at all times. My 25-year-old, I know where she is at all times. Mm. God, why, how could you not tell that this their own child was thinking in this manner? There had to be some kind of signs. Well, of course there were probably signs, but they were, like, oblivious to it. They were oblivious. I mean, they're family friends. If you guys are together, don't you notice how he's reacting around her or how he's looking at her or anything? Any warning signs whatsoever, if you're really paying attention to your kid, you'll know. Yeah, if they're paying attention. Just because... You know somebody, or our neighbors, or friends, you don't know their dark side. Nope. And then my question goes to, like, how our son Corey mentioned, you know, what happened to this kid in either his own household, or, you know, what, what, what caused this? Which we might not ever find out. I mean... Like we were talking yesterday, you know, about serial killers, you know, you don't, sometimes you never find out the reason behind it. Right. Obviously, this was not a serial killing because it was just a one-time offense, but that's just because he got caught right away. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he didn't get caught right away, if there was a chance that he could have done, I mean, he's obviously pretty damn organized for right. a 14-year-old. He's considered an organized yeah, killer. Yeah, he led her right to her death. And he had everything arranged, what he was going to do, how he was going to do it. He knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think this is, it disgusts me and shame on the parents. Shame on them. It ain't like the old days where you left the house, you went, got on a bike, went to your friend's house. Nope. Now we got kids that are actually planning rapes out and killing somebody. Yeah. I have to think the old adage of the morality is gone with this TV, this internet. I know a lot of people say, well, it's not that. Well, come on. You got kids blowing off steam on GTA 5 shooting motherfuckers. And running over hookers. And running over hookers. And beating them up. Do you, I, I really think that that has to play some role in the way these kids think. Well, I mean, that brings it back to when we were growing up with the music. They were blaming the music for how kids were behaving. Mm -hmm. There's an underlying thing. There, I mean, it's like you can't blame on one thing. There is something underlying for him to behave in such a manner. It, there is. You really think that they're going to start looking into if there was sexual abuse of him? Or is that going to be the excuse they used during the defense? You call it all the time. I I have a feeling that there was something that has happened to this child, whether, like I said, it was in his own home. Maybe that's why there's absolutely no uh, acknowledgement of his parents anywhere. Um, you think they'd be the first ones that everybody gets, you know, that they acknowledge. Yeah. You figure they'd go to the parents and be like, hey, didn't you see anything wrong? No, there's nothing. No, nothing. In and that's what the parents are going to claim. Oh, we didn't know. We had no he idea. He wasn't that kind of kid. No. Something must have went wrong. I can already see it in court. Mm -hmm. But with them not bringing up any acknowledgement from the parents whatsoever as of thus far, who knows what they're doing? 
I mean, they're still trying to find a proper attorney for this kid. Well, at the arraignment for the bond, I mean, how you hearing gonna... that defense attorney he had, it was probably a public defender or whatever, how do them people do the, those type of jobs? How do they do it? Well, I mean, I think the defense attorney that he does a, a eventually get by May 5th is going to have a hard time with this case because and, unless he knows more than, you know, that and then we know because I mean, he flat out admitted it. He confessed. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Yeah, I did it. I planned it." Are you think they're going to use that he was 14 years old? And his parent. Now we don't know if the parents were. We know nothing about no, the parents. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But if the parents weren't present, that means they were questioning a minor without a lawyer, without parents, and that could screw a whole case up. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing listed about their his parents. I. But you know what I mean. Yeah. What if they get off on a technicality? They can probably, but I'm sure the parents were present. I, I, at least one of them, I'm sure, even though we have no actual knowledge. I'd have beat that kid because half to death they're, right there. They're, they're trying to seal this case off to the media. I don't know why. That, that's their goal, because I actually just read that this morning. They're trying to seal the case off to the media, which is stupid. I don't think they should. I think people should be aware of what's out there, even if it is a 14-year-old. He's not going to be in the courtroom, so nobody's going to see what he looks like, just the judge. Mm-hmm. So I don't see what the issue is. That says it all about our society where they want to hide something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't want... They're doing their damnedest. Then I'm sure the defense attorney's first thing that he's going to try and do is get it where it goes to juvenile court because he's, he's being tried as an adult. And I'm sorry, in my opinion, I get it, he's 14, but... With the crime that he committed, the fact that he planned it, and he's been planning it for quite some time, I think he should be tried as an adult. Hate me if you want, but I think he should be tried as an adult for what he did. I think it should stay in the adult courts. That's because he knew what the hell he was doing. Mm -hmm. And he knew, being that they're family friend, that he trust like like Corey said, she trusted him because they're a family friend. So, of course, he's gonna, she's going to go off with him down that path. And her parents probably trusted him. Exactly, because they knew him, or thought they knew him. You can't let your kids go anywhere no and, more. And to be honest with you, I'd hate to be Lily's parents, which is the girl that he got that he killed. I'd hate to be her parents, because they're probably sitting there thinking, we should never have let her go. No. They're going to have regrets the rest of their These parents need to realize that they are not at fault for her death. Her parents are not, it's not their fault. I don't know. I don't think it's her parents' fault. His parents maybe, but not hers. Where you gotta say to yourself, hell, our granddaughter, who's nine, yeah, she could be dropped off at a bus stop about a block away from her house. We're like, fuck that, we'll pick her up. Yeah, I pick her up at the bus stop when she used to take the bus. Because won't, we won't let no. her walk home. No, because it's a couple blocks to her house. And nope, I'll pick her up and drive her to her house. -uh. We used to be able to walk from a bus stop. Yeah. But you can't do it now. You used to be able to walk freaking all the way to the next town or ride your bike two towns over. You can't do that crap no more. And it's because of the way people have become. Yeah. The can't. morality is freaking gone. I mean, uh, when I was growing up, the most you heard about was uh, the guy in the long trench coat flashing kids at the playground. 
your sister says they were step cousins. Well, that's well. She knows. She probably knows more details about it than I do because I guess she the child was reported missing on Sunday and was found Monday next to uh, a a brewery in Wisconsin. Mm Mm-hmm. And she lives in Wisconsin, so she right. might have access to more info well, than I do. Well, what's that say with them being step-cousins? That's even worse. It's related by family. It's I not rem- even family friends. They're family. I remember you telling me that when an adoption goes through yeah, and the two siblings are adopted, you don't leave a boy and a girl alone. No, um, my when I was adopted, the adoption agency because I had an older brother at the house, you know, right. when I was adopted, and he was adopted also, and the adoption agency we were adopted from the same place, um, told my parents since we were both adopted that we should never be left alone in the house together because we're not blood related. Mm-hmm. My parents should have listened. Should have listened. They always left us alone. Even at uh, so now that they're step cousins, mm-hmm. they shouldn't have been left alone either. I don't think. Well, you would think nowadays that family should be close, but not that close. In a sick kind of way. See that fucks me up. I can't even <laughs> continue with that fucking uh, thought. With that thought, I can't. No. I can't. I wish I had way more information on this than what I have. But, but they're not giving us anything. Mm-mm. They don't want to put nothing out there, and I'm sure the next few days they'll be quiet about it because uh, we'll, maybe we'll hear more after the 5th. Uh-huh. Cause well, the court. first thing, I already get it. If they don't go to a plea bargain, what they're going to bring up at trial is a 14-year-old's brain development. Mm-hmm. At what point do you think that they know what they're doing is wrong? At what point? I would have to, you know, most of the studies are between 14 and 18. So I looked this up and it said, what happens to the brain at 14? For girls, the brain reaches its biggest size around 11. For boys, the brain reaches its biggest size around 14. Mm-hmm. It's also a sexual peak for 14-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. So sexual peak is what, between 14 and 18? No, I'd say probably 13. 13 and above mm-hmm. for boys where they're getting where they're just learning about sexual stuff well they try and teach you in middle in elementary school but well that brings us back to that they're teaching all this kind of weird ass shit in school <laughs> and you have to wonder if it's playing a role that child paid way too close attention or did they pay attention? Well, you got a lot of freaking porn sites now mm-hmm. that are free where they don't watch anything they want. Mm-hmm. What if he ran across the fucking one of those rape fantasy sites? Well, not only that, but it's like you look it up, man. You could find anything. And I'm sure there's no parental block on his crap. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep nagging on the parents because of the fact that there's no acknowledgement from the parents in anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep nagging on the parents until I hear otherwise. But do you know what I mean? Could he have found something <laughs> like that on the Internet? Of course. I think so. And you th- can find anything. You can look up. You can put in frickin' Google, you know, uh, sex with minors. You can put anything. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find it. You'll find anything you want on the internet. So do you think that contributed? I think so. I think so. How people can say it didn't, I don't understand. Or there's like like uh, Corey said in our room earlier before we came on, you know, what happened to him? What did someone do to him to make him kind of retaliate? Maybe he's retaliating. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't know the whole story because they're trying to block the media from it. Even if something happened to him, mm-hmm. even if something happened to him, if something happened to him don't... at his age, he's fourteen. If something happened to him between the ages of five and fourteen, he had to grow up already. He's already considered an adult because his childhood was taken. But at the same time, he knows right and wrong. Yeah, most kids do by the age of, like, four or five. They just like to test you. So can you use that as an excuse even if something happened to him? They'll try. I'm sure they'll try. If you were a juror... Yeah. If I was a juror with the information I know right now, he'd be guilty. Now, let's step back. Now, what if they threw in that he was molested? What would you be thinking about as a juror? Hold on. My sister just posted something. <laughs> Gotta see. If he, this is from Shocker. If he's charged as a juvenile, he will get out by the age of 25, and we will have a murderer walking around, just like the Christopher Turgenson case. He is one. Oh, he's the one that killed her, her man's daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another fun one. No. We're not going to... We're not going to go there. We're not going to hit that one. No. Would that make a difference to you if he was sexually molested? Honestly, no. And why is that? Because... He knows what was done to him was wrong. He's old enough Mm -hmm. to know what was done to him is wrong. Right. And you shouldn't, you know, why would you, if knowingly whatever happened to you is wrong, why would you turn around and do it to someone else unless he's just that gone upstairs? Unless, Which you have to say that what he told the cops was, I intended to rape her. And I am Ted and a killer. Yeah, he flat out said that he planned the whole thing. His goal was to rape and murder this girl. It sounds like he had a schizoid personality disorder. It's possible. I think they're going to center their defense around... Mental. Mental. Mental disease and defect. Which is fine, whatever. But he won't get as much time then. Either that or an insanity plea. And then he'll get lesser time. And like my sister said, he'll, uh, you know, 
the first goal is that they're going to want him to be charged as a juvenile. Mm-hmm. They, and that's what they're trying to do now. And if he does, then, like she said, at the age of 25, he's out. He's out. He's out. Done. He's released. It's done. I'm sure they'll try it where there's no double jeopardy, where they can't go back and pull him back in, you know. But by 25, if he's charged as a juvenile, he's free. What they're saying here is most personality disorders begin in the teen years when your personally, uh, personality further develops and mature. And then they say, here's some of the common symptoms. Showing a lack of concern for others. And that's exactly what he did. Enjoying being the center of attention. That we don't know. And an uncomfortable... Well, he went in there and said, yeah, I did it. Went in and did it. So that's putting him in the center of attention. Manipulating others, it says. He yep. manipulated that fr uh, friendship. Hawk 55 brings up if he was taught right and wrong or morals. Okay, well, all children, we hope, are being taught when they're being grown, when they're being, you know, grown up from their parents what's right and wrong and mm -hmm. to make sure they have morals and common sense and all this. But nowadays, the kids, they're just dumb. The kids in this area, they have no freaking common sense. They're just idiots. And I don't think kids are being properly taught what's right from wrong. And you have to have common sense to actually know it. And a lot of these kids don't even have that common sense. And some kids don't even have any morals whatsoever. There's a lot of kids out there right now that are like a lot of adults and just have the no fucks given attitude. Right. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. it's sick. All There's a lot of... <laughs> I see it every day. I'm sure our daughter sees it every day at her job. Right. You know, there's there's kids out there that just don't care about anything. And they're just going to do whatever. Because why? Because their parents aren't going to step in and stop it. Because why? The kids are going to turn to the parents and be like, shut up, leave me alone. Because mm -hmm. that's how a lot of kids are now. You're making a good argument. And the reason why is because why? Here's the main reason, in my opinion, why. Because they ain't getting their asses whooped. Because the kid's going to turn around and call, I could call social services on you. Well, fucking call. I'll whoop your ass right in front of that cop when he walks in my door. Mm. They are not getting their asses whooped like we all did growing up. And that is, in my eyes, a fucking problem. Your kid's doing something wrong in a public place. Whoop their ass. Mm -hmm. I don't. I looked at my granddaughter Saturday morning. She was mouthing off to me at the soccer field. I looked at her. I go, do I need to smack you in the mouth? No, Grandma. Mm -hmm. No, don't mouth off to me. I'm not your mama. You want to mouth off to her? I'll whoop you too. But still, you mouth off to me. That's a different story. I ain't your mom. But that's just it. There's no discipline on kids when they're doing something wrong. They're not getting disciplined. Oh, they were just joking. Oh, they're fine. No. Whoop that ass. That's the problem right now. This day and age. They're not getting their butts whooped. That's it. It's not freaking abuse when they get spanked. It's not. Spank your kid. Mm -hmm. They do something wrong. Whoop them. I'm sorry. It's, that's my opinion. 
I, I, I was a goody two-shoes when I was growing up. I got spanked one time. That was it. That's all it took. That's all it took. My dad whooped my butt one time. Done. No. Don't piss off dad. Now he give, Now it would be the point. He'd give you a look. And you're like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Hide under the bed. Right. But that I think that's one of the biggest problems today. Is that's just that they're not doing it. And kids are getting away with, obviously, murdering other kids. Because their parents didn't whoop their ass. Homicidal schizophrenia. They define it as, and this is something that Ted Bundy went through. People have homicidal attention are at higher risk of other psychopathical uh, thoughts. You think this kid could, they could try to set uh, schizophrenia defense? Of course. They're going to go any which way possible. And I personally think, first they're going to argue about say, going into juvenile court system instead of an adult. Then they're going to argue that he's mentally defective of some sort. If you're just joining us, we're talking about, what's the girl's name? Lily Peters. Lily Peters She's is homicide. She was 10 years old, killed by a 14-year-old. In Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. And this is a case that kind of screwed me and you up last night. Mm-hmm. No sleep or anything like that. Now it says, <laughs> how do you deal with homicidal thoughts if you suspect that OCD might be causing your homicidal thoughts? Exposure and response prevention, ERP therapy might help. That comes back to a parent watching their kids. If you notice stuff, little signs going on, you got to get them help. Now, I know a lot of parents do abuse that, where they'll just take the kids and get them on meds if they don't like what they're doing. Yeah. Well, and Hawk 55, once again, brings up child services is a big problem. Well, child services is a big problem because... They're coming into families at the wrong time. They're not doing... They're not... mm, How do I put this nicely? (laughs) Mm. They're getting involved in people's lives for stupid shit instead of shit that needs to be taken care of. That's very serious stuff. I mean, that's in my opinion. I mean, you know... uh, I, I remember with our son... Uh, we had a Metro Maz one time, and we were both on our way back from somewhere, and uh, our son picked up the phone and called 911 on his grandma because she was yelling at him, <laughs> and she threatened to spank him. Right. He called 911 and hung up the phone. That didn't work out too good No, because 911 called back. So we walked And it in. taught him a lesson. So we walked in the house, and this was in Chicago. We walked in the house. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Because Corey's off in the corner crying his eyes out and freaking out. Because guess why? They called the house back and my mother-in-law told the cops to come to the house anyways. Right. <laughs> so they showed up. And we're standing there going, what the hell? And he's, and he's, oh yeah, he called because I told him I was going to whoop him. 
he called saying, you know, because I was going to whoop his ass. And the cop looks at her and, and looks at our son and goes face to face with our son and goes, if you do something wrong, your parents or grandparents have every right to spank you as long as it's open hand and there's no marks left behind. It's okay. So. And it ain't okay. Well, according to a lot of kids, you know, you can't spank me. No, I'm calling. No, what? I'm talking about it ain't okay to cause that kind of problems. But you do you you are right, DCFS. They ninety nine percent of the time probably fuck up. And the problem is, is I'm not going to defend DCFS. They do have each caseworker has a shit ton of cases. But then you go to the school system where they have a lack of school psychologists and a lack of social workers. Trust me, I hear it every day from our daughter, who is a school psychologist. They're sharing one school psychologist for four schools. So that... The caseload. The caseload is ginormous because there's not enough people out there going into that field. Who else other than the parents should have been looking for these type of signs? This kid had to be, he had to be exhibiting different kinds of signs that all wasn't well with him. That's true. There Does should've... it move to the teachers? Does it move to the school they should. They should, they should question whether or not, uh, you know, as far as how his behavior was in school. Because if the teachers missed, I mean, there's a lot of adults. And in, in, if you look at your one child... Like, if I look at my son, who is now 18, okay, he was in school from four years old all the way up until 17. Mm. Look at all the adults that were in his life in that in, in all the schools, okay? There's a lot of adults. You think one would have noticed something Exactly. Then he's got parents, which would have been us. You know, he's got grandparent. He had a grandparent. He had older siblings. Right. So, because there are so many adult figures or older siblings or something that is in one child alone's life between school and home that someone should have been able to point out something. You would think. You would hope. But that, that comes down to adults not giving a shit anymore. Not giving a shit anymore. How long did it take parents to wake up to the fact that they were trying to teach kindergartners sex bullshit? Well, thank God that wasn't here. But how long did it take for people to wake up? No, it takes a while. Because a lot of the parents are so busy at work that they don't pay attention. They don't check their kids' backpacks. I did that every day. Our kids would come home. I'd be tearing through their backpacks. You got homework? You got this? Oh, what's this? What's this? Check your kid's backpack. Ask your kid, how was your day at school? What would you do at school? I do that when I pick the grandkids up from school. Mm-hmm. What'd you do at school today? How was school? What'd you do? I grill them when I have them in the car. It's like, get in, be involved in your kid's life. I get it. Nowadays, because everything's so damn expensive, everybody's got to work in the household. I totally get it. Trust me, I get it. But at the same time, you got to set time aside to be able to be with your kids or your grandkids and spend the time, quality time with them to know what's going on in their lives. Because if you don't, this kind of shit can occur. 
Grandpa Slayer says maybe he couldn't sexually assault her when she was alive, so he killed her, then sexually assaulted her. It's a possibility. I think that's actually what happened. It's a possibility. Was that he killed her first and then did that. Yeah, that's what it sounds like in all the articles. It does, that's what it sounds like. I mean, that's, you know, they're, you know, they, yeah, the I'm sorry, that went, reading, when you read that, it, like, a chill went up my spine. <laughs> right. It did. I'm like, uh. I mean, it's sickening that there's kids out there, young, young kids like this, doing X an adult would do. We'll be right back after this. When we come back, we're going to talk about psychosis and see if, uh, yeah, wow. We'll be right back. Cause we're made in America 
and I'll keep love together. No PC, only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roco TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari, host of Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. Check me out over on Instagram at Insane Throttle Biker News and join in on the discussion over on our YouTube 
YouTube channel at Insane Throttle Biker News Radio Show. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Now, Jay Spike and I have been having a little conversation in general chat about how parents and spanking their kids, and then there's their, then there's the parents that have thrown fists at their kids. Okay, now the the females, the girls out there, women out there, probably didn't have to go through that serious of discipline with their, hopefully, with their fathers. But there are a lot of lot of fathers out there that, and I'm sure a lot of the guys in here and on the radio have heard have witnessed or have gotten their asses beat by their dads with fists yeah and me (laughs) and i know you have that's why i want to bring it up but the question there is how were your father how was your father disciplined growing up oh he was fucked okay so the thing here is not that way but he got the he got beat. He, he probably got his ass beat with fists too, correct? Fists and everything else. Okay, so they uh you got to look at the aspect which I'm not trying to make excuses for parents, I'm not because when you grow up and become an adult and have kids of your own, you should realize what your parents did when they disciplined you like beating the shit out of you with their fists was wrong, but did it make you a better person? Okay, but this is a different era now <laughs> it's different would your argument of you know this is going to be something we talk about in more depth tomorrow and then wait one more one more quick thing hawk 55 wants to know if he practiced by killing animals first we don't know because they're keeping too much of this a secret yeah they don't want anything they they're out. trying to put as little out in the news as possible now does that. your argument extend to girls there are girls out there that got their asses whooped, and I mean whooped. I knew a girl growing up that went, her dad, mind you, he was one hell of a drinker, and when he'd get pissed, he didn't care what sex you were, he'd throw fists. On October 21st, 2009, Alista Bustanta Monti or whatever Yeah, it you're is. killing that. Yes. She was 15 years old. And she killed a nine-year-old. The murder of Elizabeth Olton. Now here's some background on her. Four houses down from her lived nine-year-old Elizabeth Olton. She often came over to play with Alyssa and her siblings. On the night she was killed, Elizabeth's mother says she begged to go over to Alyssa's house to play. This was at 5 p.m. The last time Elizabeth's mother saw her daughter alive by 6 p.m. When Elizabeth didn't come home, her mom knew something was wrong. The day after Elizabeth's disappearance, FBI agents questioned Alyssa and seized her diary. They found a shallow hole behind Alyssa's house that seemed to be in the shape of a grave. The teenager told the FBI she just liked to dig holes. 
Later in the investigations, authorities found another shallow grave covered with leaves behind the house and the body was inside. They charged her with first-degree murder and arrested her. A friend said, quote, before this, before all this, she was a normal 15-year-old girl. This really isn't her. This wasn't the Alyssa I knew. Now, during the trial, she said, quote, I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat. That's how this baby died. And stabbed them. Now they're dead. I don't know how to feel at the moment. It was amazing. That's what she said. It was amazing. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now. Okay, I got to go to church now. Lots of laughs. That was her statement. Yeah. That came out of a 15-year-old girl. After killing a nine-year-old. Hey, I'm not saying that girls are any better than boys. Girls, you know, they can be pretty cruel. But that's disgusting. As far as the parents concerned in this, she let the nine-year-old go over to the house and maybe they had siblings that age. What should she have done different, though? Who? The parents? The mother of the kid that you know, the nine-year-old that was let over there. She couldn't suspect anything. Nope. You look at uh, the Facebook page, though. She's a freaking nut, this girl. I think parents should kind of investigate if their kids are going somewhere, the Facebook profiles. Or... The social media accounts to see if there's any warning signs there. I agree. I think there. I my opinion. I mean, our kids are grown, but when kids are minors, I personally feel that you should have the computer in like a main room of the house, not have it in their bedrooms. Right. Because this way, you can walk by and see what they're doing. Oh yeah, they're gonna minus down the screen so you can't see, but you can always stand right behind them and go, ah, 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 open that back up. What you doing? And the defense attorneys. And you should also have all your kids' passwords to all their guess crap. Guess what? Pointed to her troubled childhood. Uh, I, that's where they always go. She accepted a plea deal to a lesser charge of second-degree murder to avoid the death penalty. You imagine she may a get out of jail in death penalty. Thirty years, she might be getting out on parole. And that's something to talk about: is the death penalty applied to the kid? If they're fifteen, you got to remember we look at stuff in the prism of today. Yeah. But in the old days, 15 or 16 could have been considered an adult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because life expectancy was a lot shorter. Yeah, way back then, yeah. So maybe we should take a page out of the, that book and think about it. Because we do look at it through modern times. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like you got to think about the fact that every, every day and age, I mean, it's like it's going to change. The world is always going to be changing. Mm. And the sad part is, is you got to, 
you got to kind of change as the world changes. I mean, sometimes sticking in your old habits and in your own way, old ways. I hear that all the time. Isn't gonna work. I mean, I don't know how many times you'd be like, "I'm gonna whoop that kid's ass," and I'm like, "No, you're not. No, you're not touching." <laughs> I wouldn't. And let, I should have. And I wouldn't let you. I wouldn't let you spank our kids like at all because I'd I'm like, that ass. I'm like, no, you're not spanking the kids. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. If anybody's gonna do it, I'm gonna do it because I ain't gonna hit 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 them as hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'll like, turn no. that ass red. But it only takes now, a look from you now Mor- with the grandkids. Now, Morbick, Morbick brings up a good point. Okay. It's bullshit. Everyone has a choice, and he is tired of people blaming shit on their childhood. Very well said. 100% agree with it. Very well Because said. there are people, and I've said this on other shows, there are people out there that had the shittiest childhood, that they were raped, they were molested, they were everything, and they have never gone out and harmed another person. No, they someone went on to be greatness. It is all about choices and making that right choice. And you can choose to do something. You can choose not to do something. It is 100% all about choice. And I agree with him. I hate the fact that everything gets blamed on their childhood and their upbringing. Like the girl who was 15 and... And, and yeah. Killed the nine-year-old. It's like... I think I always give a little bit more leeway when I hear about girls that do things wrong than I do when boys do things wrong. And why is that? And I and but in but in the scenario that you just read about that young girl, man, if that was my kid, I would have beat the shit out of her. <laughs> I would have whooped. I would have been all up on her social media and be like, "What the hell is this? You're done on social media. You're done. You need to go see somebody. You got issues. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to talk to me, you're talking to somebody." Well, at that point, if you see something like that, I think you got to remove yourself from the situation and let her talk to a psychologist. That's how. That's what I'm thinking because they're not. They're, your kids aren't always going to tell you everything. Mm. They're not. Or put it to motherfuckers in a mental institution. Yeah, I mean, your kids aren't going to always tell you everything. My kids. I mean, there's stuff about my kids I probably still don't know to this day. Right. But it's like I had a relationship good enough with the kids that I think they've told me everything. But if not, you know, if they if they have issues, then they I need to help help them get help. I don't see anything wrong with people going out and getting help. From a psychiatrist no, or a psychologist or whatever. I don't see that as a problem. If it's needed, you got to do what you do. You got to do what you do to help yourself and make yourself or your child or your grandchild or whatever get out of what's going on in their head. And sometimes a parent or a grandparent isn't enough. You got to get outside help and... Even people nowadays fighting depression. I mean, sometimes you got to get help. You got to do what you got to do to make sure you're okay. I'm really proud of my kid, though. The argument and the interest that he showed in this story, the points that he brought up, because it affected our whole house last night. And this, I think I slept maybe two or three hours last night because of this one. I was up in the morning looking at the case again. I think we become too desensitized to all these stories, and we shouldn't. And now Morbeck brought up another thing, which I'm, I'm, you know, thank you for your service. 
that he joined the Marines and used all the anger he had from childhood to do something good and help other people. Hey, send your kid to military school if you need to. Put them in the service. Take their aggression out on, you know. I actually think it should other be required people. like other countries that you do at least two years in the service, but that's just me. Uh, anyway, that was a kind of hardcore episode. We are going to not do cards against humanity. because I ain't got nothing anyways. It's fine. Yeah, this was too serious of a subject to go into that. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, same time, and hopefully YouTube don't screw up my premiere. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? It's live right now. You can go check it out. Uh, good episode. But our thoughts are with the parents. Oh, my God, of this. I couldn't imagine. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV channel over on Roku as well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.